Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to another afternoon. Well, 6 p.m. Do you count that afternoon? Maybe late night, but whatever it is. Welcome to another p.m. What, what was I going to say there? Welcome to another... I can't even think of what I was going to say. Prime time. That's what I want to see. Can we start this over, folks? Rewind it. Here we go. Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans on another prime time edition of Takes by Fans here. Unfortunately, these last two days we haven't been able to make our noon Eastern time, but we are good to go for the rest of the week up until Tuesday, Thursdays, where the show may be a little bit shorter, really have to kind of keep it an hour those days, but we're going to be here noon Eastern for most likely our normal time, but uh, yeah, we're good, no more real primetime shows as of yet, hopefully things don't change, but we got to roll with it here, but Either way, we got football on tonight, folks, and we still haven't even looked at the Week 8 lines. Oh, my God, we are two hours out from football, and we haven't looked at the lines? What were we doing? So, got to squeeze in predicting and reacting to all the Week 8 lines, uh, and then we got to watch Tua because y'all are still doubters of Tua, and we just got to put the rest in. We couldn't fit it yesterday in our Wednesday film study because the all 22, all the plays weren't up, and now they are all up. So, we can go every single throw. Yes, we are going to watch every single throw, all 32 um, completions. Yeah, we'll watch them all. We'll watch all 40 throws by Tua here. We'll go quick. Don't worry, folks. Don't click off the video now, please. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're going to kind of show y'all what we're seeing and why y'all should be respecting this man way more than y'all are treating him because he's getting the most disrespected and we will not stand for it here. So that's what we've got today. So let's just jump right into it. And let's start with our man, Tua and the Falcons here. Alrighty, so, you know, Tua is getting slandered in the media, folks. We don't buy it. We don't even like hearing about it. We think it's nonsense, but we let y'all talk. We let y'all talk. Um, so Tua goes 32 of 40, 291 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. Yes, the picks were not the greatest. One was okay, one was bad, and we'll break them all down. We're going to watch every single throw by Tua. But before we do that, I just want to kind of quickly reorder our quarterback rankings. We haven't really done this in a – I think we stopped this – oh, well, we got it right here. Um, um, no, actually, we don't. We created it. Okay. Um, never mind. Right? Yeah, okay. Um, so we haven't really done this. I think we – like the last time we updated our quarterback power rankings or just kind of general quarterback rankings, I think maybe week one of the season. But I quickly just want to reorder our quarterbacks quickly here just to kind of show you all where I put Tua in all of the quarterbacks here in the NFL currently. So let's just quickly kind of um, rearrange this. I'm going to put Kyler Murray at the top. I'll keep Dak Prescott above Matthew Stafford. Patrick Mahomes maybe falls down a little bit. Justin Herbert maybe falling down a little bit. we got to put Brady back up a little bit. Put Aaron Rodgers up. Got to put Derek Carr up. Oh, yeah. We got to put Derek Carr up. I might put Derek Carr right under Matthew Stafford as of right now. Uh, what else do we got? Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes should be dropping a little bit. I'm going to put Russell Wilson. No, I'm going to put Tom Brady right above those two. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to go above Herbert Mahomes. Wilson, as of right now, Herbert's still doing good. Um, you know, But uh, you know, these last couple of weeks, not the greatest. Lamar Jackson can be above Justin Herbert, above Patrick Mahomes as of right now, above Russell Wilson as of right now. Uh, Josh Allen can go above Justin Herbert, above Patrick Mahomes, above 
above Russell. No, I'm hang on, hang on. I'm gonna keep uh, Patrick Mahomes over Russell Wilson. I'm gonna keep Josh Allen right above Russell Wilson as of right now. Ryan Tannehill above Justin Herbert above Russell Wilson as of right now. And then we are going to be moving to uh, moving him right underneath. Justin Herbert, folks. Um, so I know we didn't really order him, but I mean, this is kind of, you know, we've got him above um, Baker Mayfield, absolutely. Above Carson Wentz, absolutely. Above Deshaun Watson, no, but he's not playing currently, so we're not going to really kind of worry about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's better than um, everybody on this list besides Kyler Murray, and that's really it. I mean, that's really where Deshaun Watson falls. The man is absolutely fantastic. Uh, he's just not playing right now, so we're not really going to incorporate him in the list. Uh, uh, two is better than Daniel Jones, better than Matt Ryan, better than you know, Joe Burrow's got to go up a little bit more. We got to raise him up a little bit. I'm going to put Joe Burrow right above Justin Herbert as of right now. All right, what else do we got here? Any other quarterbacks uh, better than Ben Roethlisberger, better than Jimmy Garoppolo, better than Taysom Hill, better than Teddy Bridgewater, better than Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Trevor Lawrence, Sam, uh, Justin Fields, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, we don't even have to worry about these quarterbacks. These are not good quarterbacks down here. So, I mean, this is kind of where we rank two of folks. We got Kyler Murray, one, uh, Dak Prescott, two, Matthew Stafford, three, Derek Carr, four, Tom Brady, five, Aaron Rodgers, six, Lamar Jackson, seven, Patrick Holmes, eight, Josh Allen, 9, Ryan Tannehill, 10, Russell Wilson, 11, Joe Burrow, 12, Justin Herbert, 13, and then to about here at 14. As of right now, I put him at 14. Is that right? Mm. 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 I think we can put him right here. And these are all real close, folks. I mean... There's not a lot separating all these quarterbacks. Now, when you get beat from like Tua to Baker Mayfield and all that, now we're talking about a big gap, even between uh, Tua and Carson Wentz and all that. So, you know, top 15 right there. I would say probably has the ability. Uh, I mean, he's making the throws out here, folks. He's making all the throws. They're not winning games, obviously. Unfortunately, not on Tua at all. Uh, maybe we do move him up a little bit more. Where can we move him? Russell Wilson's kind of stinking it up so far, and the whole offense is, unfortunately, he's injured. Above Ryan Tannehill. Josh Allen's okay. Patrick Mahomes running out of the magic. Yeah, I think I'm comfortable putting Tua right here, folks. Right under Justin Herbert, number 15, I think we said. So this is what we're talking about with Tua, and y'all are talking about like he's the 33rd best quarterback in the league, folks, right? Um, so Tua is great, folks. This is kind of where we initially rank him. Um, just kind of real quick power rankings updated quickly here. Um, so don't put too much stock into, you know, who I have above who just know in the general sense, this is kind of where we are thinking. Maybe we could actually move Matthew Stafford down a little bit, maybe under Derek Carr, maybe put Tom Brady above Matthew Stafford. I leave him above Aaron Rodgers. Maybe put Lamar Jackson. No, 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 not above Aaron Rodgers. Not quite yet. All right. I think we're going to leave the list right here. All right, but let's go back to Tua, folks. Let's see what this dude is working with out here, and let's watch every single throw by Tua out here because y'all are going to have to watch this with me right here, right here. We're going to watch every single pass by Tua, and I want y'all to look me in the eyes while we're both watching this and tell me that this man doesn't know how to play quarterback and is not a good quarterback and is not a great quarterback in the league. I need y'all to look me in the eyes while watching this and, and telling me that this man is trash. 
So without further ado, let's roll the tape here. So every single throw by Tua. Here we go. First pass. Minus one yard pass here. Probably a screen. Let's see what happens. Here we go. Second and six. Tua. Pump fake. Play action. And then dumps off. Trying to set up the screen. And it is a no-go. The blocking was not good. So Tua delivered the ball accurate accurate there. That's all we really care about on the, on the screens by the quarterback. Here we go on third and seven. And once again, let's focus on the third down pickups, folks. The Dolphins in this game. Let me get the stats up. I think it was like 63% conversion rate on their... Third down efficiency. Look at this. Third down efficiency, 63%. You know how great that is, folks? Converting third downs, keeping the drive alive. We just watched Sam Darnold have like four play drives the entire day last week, week seven in the NFL. We just watched that yesterday in our film study. Tua is getting it done when he needs to. Here we go. The first third down of the game, third and seven. Here we go. His second pass of the day, dropping back, plenty of time to throw, rolls out of the pocket, and look at that beautiful strike to Jalen Watt right on the sideline for the first down pickup. Watch it one more time, folks. Just getting them out, and then boom, a dart right there. Fantastic. Completion, first down, keeps the drive alive, keeps the drive moving. Now here we go on a third and four again. His very next pass, little conservative offense here with first and second down runs, but we get third and four to uh, dropping back to pass. Plenty of time, then flings it, and there we go. Once again, wide open Jalen Waddle puts it on the money. He's able to turn up field and get about five extra yards. And notice here. Tua on a third and four is throwing to the marker and actually past the marker. Boom! Five yards past the marker. Not dinking and dunking and hoping that the running back can pick up two yards uh, for the first down because he only threw it two yards. He knows where the marker is and is getting it there. Another third down pickup. Great strike. Then we get a six yard run, a five yard run. Then we get another pass here. First and ten. Here we go. I think we get back to back passes here by Tua. Let's watch him. And now we're approaching the red zone. Let's see how we looks down in the red zone when the field is shrinking just a quick strike right over the middle of the field five yards I think we get a pass right up next here we go second and five to a under center play action rolling out boom sets his feet dumps it down tries uh, let's bring this one in the sideline view to see if there was anything open here. We see Tua dump it down. And, you know, I, I already know the comments. Oh, you know, you always talk about dink-a-dunk. And then you're praising Tua for the dink-a-dunk. Let's see. Was there anything wide open here down the field that he should have thrown? Here we go. The play again. Tua under center. Here we go. We got uh, safety over the top here. We got this receiver kind of breaking out to the right. Not a lot of separation here. I would probably throw this ball over here, though. I think I'd take the shot. Tua hasn't thrown the ball yet. He was just gearing up to throw. Decent coverage right here. I believe this is Mike Kosicki at the five-yard line, single covered. I think I may have tried to throw that ball, but everything else is really well covered on the field, and he just dinks it down, and unfortunately doesn't pick up that many yards. All right, let's go back to the broadcast view. And let's get to Tua's next pass on third and three. Ooh, once again, on the first drive of the game, Tua getting it done on third down again. Here we go, third and three, and boom, a nice quick strike. And just look at the ball placement right here, folks. He's throwing a slant route on third and three. The ball must be be placed exactly in the chest of the wide receiver right here. Look at this. This is not a lot of separation. Look at the little grab. 
Not a lot of separation, but look exactly where he throws this ball. Exactly where it needs to be. Over the middle of the field. Right out in front of the outstretched hand of the defender. Great catch here as well. Great strong hands. I believe this is Mike Kosicki. Once again, shout out tight end University. But the accuracy, folks, by Tua placing the ball exactly where it needs to be on literally like 95% of every single pass he's ever made in the NFL. Great right there on another third down, picking it up and moving the chains. All right, then we get a pass incomplete by Tua, but then we're going to get a pass, a touchdown pass by Tua here to wrap up the first drive. So let's watch this incompletion. Let's see what it was looking like. Was it Tua? It's a one-step, 50-50 ball, and he throws it beautifully. Look at this, one-step drop, and this is what we love about Tua. We saw this all last season with Tua. Tua throwing one-on-one -on -one jump 50-50 balls, placing it where only the receiver can go up and get it. And he was having great success in the red zone throwing these passes. And another great accurate pass sees it immediately. Safety's in the middle of the field. This is a one-on-one -on -one matchup. He throws it up high. Look at this. It's high where only the receiver can go up and play the ball. And look at that. That's right in his hands. That is beautiful. Just unfortunately, maybe broken up by the defender, but no chance at an interception here only giving your receiver a chance to go up and get the ball right there and you know once again who is this who do we got here who's number 18 who do we got here whoever I think that's Preston Williams is that Preston Williams doesn't matter. It's not Mike Kosicki, so he doesn't have the strong hands. The man that we just saw run the slant route with the strong hands. So that's a great shot right there. It's a great, accurate pass. Unfortunately, it comes up incomplete. Not on Tua. But then Tua goes right back at it here on third and eight at the 10-yard line. And is going to actually from the 11-yard line. And is going to pick up the touchdown here. Empty backfield. And then boom. Look at that. Once again, beautiful slant route right here. Great play call. This is a great design play right here to kind of... Pick it, up, pick it open a little bit. But once again, watch the sheer accuracy here by Tua. Places it right in the chest. And this is huge right here, folks. Because if you throw it behind, he's not able to kind of get the yards after the catch. So this is why the accuracy is so important. Because it propels the receiver for the extra five yards into the end zone. Because the ball was right on the money. One trillion percent accurate here by Tua. Once again, accuracy. Red zone third down folks we're getting Sam Darnold not literally doing four plays to drive and having to punt we can bring it up again I know we just did it yesterday so I've got no problem doing it again it's still up here let me find the game and it's not up here after I talked all that. Oh, here it is. Okay. I mean, folks, look at these drives again. 14-play drive, first drive. That's where they put up the three points. Four-play drive, four-play drive, five-play drive, 10-play drive that results in an interception. Four-play drive, six-play drive, four-play drive, five-play drive, six-play drive, five-play drive, 12-play drive, but that's their last drive of the game when they were already down 25-3. to So this is what we're talking about with Tua, folks, and y'all are clowning this man for what reason? He's moving the ball. He's getting it done. Not the receiver. The receivers aren't getting it done 100%. That's why they're 1-6. The coaching staff is not getting it done 100%. That's why they're 1-6. And the defense is not getting it done 100%. That's why they're 1-6. To what is not to what factors the equation of why the Dolphins are always competitive and come up just short? Because the overall team is not good. Tua is trying his damnedest out here to make it look like a good football team. Unfortunately, nobody else is helping him. It's not Tua, folks. I, I do not accept y'all's narrative. 
I will not accept that Tua is not a good quarterback in this league. I will not accept it. So here we go. Let's go to the these next passes here. Here we go. We get an incomplete pass here by Tua following drive here. Tua, plenty of time to throw, and boom, just unfortunately couldn't get there in time. Let's see. This may have been a little bit late here. Let's take this in the sideline view to get a nice overarching shot of this and see if there was anything open here that he should have thrown it to. Just kind of maybe a little bit of a late throw as well. We see the defender kind of coming over and uh, making a big play on the ball. You get the dink down right here. You get uh, this man. This is going to be a tight throw to make. This kind of linebacker's trying to trick him, kind of bait him into the throw, and just a little bit too not... Um, um, the the velocity, uh, the the fire on the ball just was not quite there on the throw. The zip wasn't quite there on the throw right there. I will give y'all that one. Not the best incompletion. Uh, not the best pass by Tua, but still nothing terrible. All right, here we go. Now we're gonna get a pass here by Tua again. It goes for no yards. Let's watch this one. Here we go. Play action. Just sets up the uh, running back block and release right there, and there is nothing open. Let's see, what the, was there anything that Tua should have thrown here? Here we go. Anything open, very well covered over here. And they're actually just blocking. This is a setup design play. These receivers are not even actually going out for true routes. They're just getting the defense distracted to open up the block and release for the running back. So this play that went for no yards, that's not on Tua. That's the play calling. He did the play that was called. Look at these receivers are not looking back at the ball. They are going out for blocks. They know what the play is. All right, then we get on third and 10, a seven-yard pass by Tua. All right, we usually don't like this because, you know, we got to throw to the marker right here. Let's see what Tua does here on third and seven, on third and 10. So he drops back to pass. Pressure just got there. Slings it a little short, three yards short of the first down marker, and unfortunately does not pick up the first down, and they do have to punt the ball. Let's see if there was anything great open right here. Once again, pressure got there decently quickly. Everything is really well covered down the field. Let's watch uh, this receiver. This is Jalen Waddle, I believe, at the bottom of the screen. Let's watch his route one more time right here. He may have been open. Ooh, yeah, but once again, he just becomes open as soon as the pressure gets there, and Tua is not looking his way. This is a good job to get the ball out of his hands when the pressure got there. Let's bring this one in the broadcast one more time and um, see how just quickly the pressure got there and what it looked like here from kind of the ground level. So here we go. Let's watch Tua here. Pressure is going to come. Not a lot of time to throw. And as soon as he kind of throws the ball, he gets hit. So he made the right decision on what happened with the offensive line and the defensive line kind of converging on him. But, uh, you know, he gets the ball out. Once again, great strong hands there by Mike Kosicki. Unfortunately, great defense there by the defender to not give up that first down. Alrighty, so now they're down, or now they're still up seven to three on their next drive. That results in a block field goal once again to uh, Tua, folks. And we're gonna get three straight plays here by Tua: a pass, a run by Tua, and another pass. So once again, Tua put them in field goal position. The special teams letting him down by getting the field goal blocked. Not on Tua. Let's watch Tua here on this drive. Drops back to pass, fires it out. Just kind of takes the dink and dunk drive starter. I've got no problem with that. Next play up here. We get a second and eight. Let's see what Tua's going to do here. We get a run. 
Let's see, here we go, play action. Pressure is getting there, stands tall in the pocket, and look at that nice move by Tua. Now, Tua is not a dual threat quarterback. This man is really kinda slow, folks. He's not really that fast at all. He's slower than Ryan Tannehill. Just watch him move right here. This is not great speed. This is really nothing great. Um, he did hit a move right here. He did fall in love too much with this kind of hesitation move. Watch him move one more time. Steps up in the pocket. One-on-one, -on -one, you know, with the defender right here. Steps up inside, fakes back outside, and then goes outside still to pick up the first down to get around the defender. Now, this is a great move by Tua, but he had this move, and we're going to see it again here because we are going to watch the rushes as well, but he tried to do this way too much. He's like, okay, this, this kind of juke was successful, and he tried to do this for the rest of the game. You need to stop dancing around and just kind of beeline it in some scenarios. So Tua does kind of get caught up a little bit too much in juking, and Tua is not fast. Fast. He's not really that fast acceleration-wise either, and you definitely need that when you're quick cutting in and out, trying to kind of bob and weave and juke out the defenders. Tua has no real great speed. That's not what he is. So just take off and run with it. We'll see these examples again. One great play by Tua, but you got to kind of change up your repertoire of what moves you're going to use because the kind of in and then fake out again, I mean, that does not work. It's going to get shut down again for the rest of the game. So, real great there by Tua to step up in the pocket, get the first down, fantastic. Next play up, we get another pass here by Tua on first and 10. Here we go. Driving the ball here at their own 35-yard line, a huge kind of read option, and a nice strike over the middle of the field to Mike Kosicki again. Utilizing the tight end right here because this is his best pass catching option no Devontae Parker then their number two wide receiver is little old Jalen Waddle he's fast he's not the biggest he's not the beefiest he's not the tallest Mike Kosicki nice big beefy tight end out here and truly getting it done for Tua so watch this once again a nice little kind of in route right here and Tua puts it on the money look at that accuracy once again no chance at the defender to come over the top and bat away the ball no chance at an interception and only a chance at a completion right here because he puts it right on the money in stride. Carries Mike Kosicki another five yards down the field because he hits him in stride. Folks, come on. Here we go. Oh, yeah. And look at that celebration by Mike Kosicki. Get, get pumped, big fella. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go to the next pass here by our man Tua. All right. We did... Um, what did we just run off? All right, so we did. The, we got the three-yard run, and now we got a nine-yard pass on second and seven. Once again, getting the first down, moving the sticks, moving the drive, all of that. Play action here by Tua. Plenty of time to throw. Just dinks it down right here. And Miles Gaskin, I believe, is that Samed? Ahmed? Uh, Salvin Ahmed, that's who it is. All right, let's go back again. Let's just see. He did dink it down, and, you know, we are fair here with the dink and dunk coverage, folks. Um, we analyze and truly get to the bottom of the dink and dunk. So let's bring this one from the All-22 to see where these receivers were why, when the, he threw this ball to the dink route. All right, here we go. By the time the play, this receiver just falls down. This receiver is down on the ground, folks, 30 yards down the field. Tua can't throw to him. He can't throw to this, this other receiver either because he's going to trip over the receiver that fell on the ground. So you really can't go right here now. And both of these receivers were in the same spot once again is this another setup play where this is the only route a dink route 
but he makes the right read. I mean, there is about 13 yards of separation between the dink down route and the next closest defender, and it's able to go and pick up the first down. So that's not a bad read by Tua. One receiver falls down to the ground. The other was right on top of him. And there was only three receivers going out, folks. The two that fell, or the two that were in the same space, and then the dink option. So once again, good read by Tua picks up the first down. Next play. We get a run, and now here we go. We get a second and three incomplete by Tua, a third and three incomplete by Tua. We will grade these very, very harshly right here, but let's see what Tua is going to do on these throws. Let's see. Were they accurate? He stalls here, and that's why they have to go for the field goal, and it got blocked, unfortunately. Let's see. Should, have Tua, should Tua have picked up this first down by himself? Here we go. Here we go. In the shotgun, play action. Plenty of time to throw. Dumps it right there to a slant route. And that looked to be right on the money. Let's bring this in the broadcast so we can get a better bird's view of this one. Nice ground view look of this one. Here we go. Second and three. No real routes wide open. I mean, look at this. No separation by anybody down here. He tries to fit it in right there. And that's right in the chest. That's right in the chest. And that's right there ripping it out. That's great defense right there. Once again, no separation. He tries to put it in the belly. And that's number 18 again right here, folks. Letting Tua down. I mean, these are not the greatest receivers. Devontae Parker's our number one. He's always injured. Jalen Waddle's kind of our new number one, but he's still, you know, having a little trouble acclimating to the NFL. He has some good plays, but overall for a huge game and for him to kind of be your number one wide receiver, I don't really think that's his game. And then we're talking about kind of Preston Williams, Isaiah Ford, um, and Matt Collins is, did decent this game. Uh, really just kind of relying heavy on these tight ends. Mike Kosicki, um, uh, Durham Smythe, their top two, their top three leading wide receivers. Two of them are tight ends, folks. So these are not great receivers. They are not helping them. So that one wasn't really on Tua. And now we get third and three. Let's see what this one was looking like. Here we go. Third and three from the 30-yard line of Atlanta. Drops back to pass. One-step floater. And once again, put it decently on the money right here to Mike Kosicki. One-on-one matchup. He throws it high and up. Mike Kosicki goes up to fight for the ball. Can only really get one hand on it. Let's see. Was the defender holding, tugging down Mike Kosicki? Let's quickly zoom in on him during this route. He got kind of held a little bit. Couldn't really get that left arm up. It's a good shot. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if this is the kind of throw you make here on third and three. This may not be the greatest here. Oh, and you had a comeback route right here. This was kind of Tua's first real bad play right here on third and three. But, I mean, Mike Kosicki's kind of been, you know, uh, not uh, he's been reliable for you. Mike Kosicki was reliable this entire game, so I don't blame Tua for trying to go to the reliable tight end right here. And I think that may be Isaiah Ford right here, wide open, but he's not reliable. So I'm not faulting Tua for the option right here, but uh, there was a really more clear option that was wide open right at that first down marker. Yeah, you kind of got to drill it right there. This is good right here. He, he definitely missed this one. So, you know, Tua could have kind of picked up this first down and driven it deeper into the red zone right here. So that is Tua's first real big mistake right there, not seeing that wide open receiver. All righty, now let's go on the interception drive. 
and we'll watch the interception as well. The first interception was not the worst. Uh, it was decent. He just didn't see the other defender. We'll explain it when we get there. All right, Tua, look at this. Quick. Look at the ball come out of his hands. It's just kind of a wide receiver screen at the bottom of the screen going to Jalen Waddle. Look at that turnaround and flip there to get the ball out. And look at the zip on the ball right here. Boom. Quick flip. Boom. Zip. Gets the ball there. Gets it into space. Uh, threw it accurately. That's all you ask for. On-screen passes by the quarterback, deliver the ball accurately, kind of um, in front of the receiver so we can kind of get a running start to, to kind of hit upfield, and that's exactly what it was right there. Fantastic. All righty, next to a play. We get a 19-yard pass on first and 10. Fantastic. Tua picks up the second and five on the play that we just watched. Alrighty, now here we go. Play action pass and boom. Once again, pulls it down quickly. Great job to execute over the middle of the field here to Jalen Waddle. Once again, boom. Sees it immediately. Knows what he's looking for. Puts the ball right on the money in space. And then Jalen Waddle's able to do his thing for another five extra yards. Great aggressiveness there by Tua and he's seeing the field pretty gosh dang well this game just missed it once all right now we get a second and 13 man second and 13 behind the sticks right here and he picks up the first down let's watch it here we go Tua in the backfield dropping back to pass dumps it down right there and look at this is this Preston Williams hang on this didn't go big what happened here was there a penalty this didn't go big um, what do we got? Penalty, face mask. All right, but Tua dumps it down right here. Let's watch this one one more time. Just kind of a comeback route. Goes there quickly. Good job by Preston Williams. Oh, not a, not a, I take that back. Not a good job by Preston Williams. Look at that slow-ass spin. Was that supposed to fool anybody? Um, either way, uh, picks up a couple of yards, bailed out with the penalty right there. Just trying to make it a third and manageable good decision right there by Tua. Fortunately, they pick up the first down because of the penalty. All right, now we get a second and eight, and he throws for eight yards for the first down. Let's watch this one. Once again, approaching the red zone right here. So we've seen four drives by Tua. This is the fourth drive that we're on, and three of them were all driving. One, unfortunately, the other drive four and out, unfortunately. So here we go, Tua on second and nine, dropping back to pass. Boom, dumps it down about two yards short of the first down, but that's great here by Durham Smythe, I believe. The big, beefy tight end, and he's able to back his way over the first down marker to pick up the first down. All right, now we're going to get a three-yard run by Tua, and I think he's going to kind of hesitate here. So once again, bringing it back to that first run where he hesitated and it broke big, this one I think uh, gets kind of shut down and sniffed out. So here he goes. This is designed. This is a quarterback keeper. He goes right up the middle and just slides down. All right, so this was not one of his juke moves. Uh, but let's see. Was this the right decision? He pulls this ball down. Kind of a read option. Looks like these receivers are going out for routes as well. Tua slides down, three-yard pickup. All right, nothing really wide open right here for Tua to go to. Let's freeze it right here. I mean, you can go to your tight end right here. Pick up about five, six yards, seven yards maybe. But Tua decides to kind of tuck it and run with it, and it picks up about, I think, three yards, it said. Um, you know, Tua usually plays it safe and cautious, sliding, um, not really trying to take the big hits, and that's kind of all right, understandable, because, you know, the big, you know, dis uh, fractured ribs that he had. 
Alright, now we're going to get the interception play right here. Now, this interception, it's truly unfortunate right here. They're down three points right here, right before halftime, and he throws a pick. I mean, they're in scoring opportunity. He definitely can't make this mistake here, but it's an okay read. Just didn't see this kind of other safety over here, so he drops back to pass. Plenty of time to throw, and this is open if this other safety is not there, but he's able to jump the route, so Durham Smythe not kind of recognizing that there's a safety there and being aggressive going towards the ball into a just a great job to float it over the first line of defense just unfortunate that there was a safety right there so I don't know if he didn't see the safety or if he just thought that he was able to gonna get the get the ball there before the safety broke on the ball but I mean great accuracy right there to get it past these two defenders and just unfortunate the other safety there to come up and pick it once again Durham Smythe maybe could have been a little bit more aggressive knowing that the safety was going to be covering him and he's able to kind of fight back Back toward the ball there so it's a bad interception in the timing of the game it's not a hundred percent on to it's still a decent read Alright, then they go into halftime. Their first drive is a drive that goes seven plays and results into a punt. But here we go. Uh, we're getting a run, run, run for no gain. And then a 10-yard sack on second and 10 here. So they're not going to two. Why are you not having, why are you going three straight plays of just running and not getting to uh, the ball in his hands after he's been proven the entire first half that he was able to kind of make all the throws in get it done and move the ball down the field especially in tight um, kind of third down scenarios so take the ball out of his hands till a second and ten let's see what it's looking like here why did he take the sack five wide pressure is coming immediately untouched this man had no time to throw the ball Let's quickly pause it right at the point of the attack here. He's got to get rid of the ball right now. He's looking over here. There's receivers. He's looking to the left. There's receivers to the right open here. He's just not looking that way. And then by the time he tries to kind of look back, they he's there. The defender's there to bring him down. So not on Tua there. He just comes literally unblocked. Not on Tua. And then it sets Tua into a bad third and 20. I'm sure he's just going to dink it down here because that's what you do on third and 20. Usually teams concede on third and uh, long. But uh, he throws it, slings it 10 yards. A little underthrown here as well. Uh, so the tight end has to kind of slide back to it. But there's only one. There's like two receivers kind of going a little deep. Little underthrown right there. Still would have been 10 yards short. And I don't think the Atlanta's defense is going to let Durham Smythe run 10 extra yards on him for the first down. So he's in a, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't situation right there. Truly unfortunate. Alrighty, next drive up here. It's a touchdown drive, so he makes up for it. Alrighty, they're down 20 to 7 now. And he says, Alright, I'll go and look at this. Look at this. First play, it's Tua throwing the ball. So building his confidence and getting the drive started right here. Alright, what the heck is this? See, look at this game pass. They even messed up this the highlights. It's just all Fox NFL. Look at this. Are we not going to get any more plays here? Is it all going to be the blue screen fox? What the heck is this? This is what we're talking about. Game Pass, please get your stuff together. What is this? Now we're back at it on second and 10. Where did this one come from? Second and 10 now? What is this? All right, so we missed the two uh, five-yard pass. 
We missed the Gaskin 16-yard run that we weren't going to watch anyway, and that we missed it past incomplete by two because the plays are just not on there. That's no fault of ours, folks. And now we're back on a second and ten, and we're back to two of picking up the first down on second and ten. Very well done. Let's watch this one one more time. All right, here we go. Tua dropping back to pass. Plenty of time to throw and puts it right on the money, right on the sideline. Look at that. Boom, boom, boom. Three yards in front of the first down marker, and they pick up the first down. Fantastic. Let's keep going here. Next play up. Let's keep watching this drive. They're now in Falcons territory at the 20-yard line. They hand off the ball. That's not Tua. Next play up. What do we got? What do we got? We're just going to keep going through this drive here, folks. Touchdown drive. Now they're at the 20, second and seven. Tua dropping back to pass. Fires it short because the pressure was getting there. Unfortunately, fell down as uh, the defender fell down as soon as Tua kind of let go of the ball. I mean, he thought this defender was kind of coming at him. The swim move. Tua kind of saw that breaking through and just gets rid of the ball quickly. Good decision. Picks up about four yards. Let's see what the next play is. What do we got? We got a third and one. What do they decide to do here on third and one? Tua with the running back in the backfield. They hand off the ball. Well done there by the offensive line to get some great push. Picks up the one yard. Now, back in the red zone right here from the eight-yard line. Tua running back in the backfield. They hand it off one more time. We'll skip this one. Here we go. Next play up. Second and goal from the six-yard line, folks. So, yes, Tua made a mistake kind of in the red zone right before halftime. But, okay, one mistake. He had four touchdowns. Let's watch another one. Here we go. Dropping back to pass. Pressure is getting there. He's going to run for this. They're going to throw a flag for um, holding offensively. offensively. Tua running right here. Now, you just make a beeline. Just go for it. Got to go for it right here. But Tua, once again, goes inside, tries to cut back outside. It doesn't fool anybody, and he's not that fast and athletic in acceleration quickness to sell the fake and get back upfield. So, once again, this is what we're talking about. Tua, just beeline it. Go for it. Stop with the hesitation stutter. You're not that guy. That's Tua. You're not that guy, pal. It's unfortunate, but you're not a dual-threat quarterback. Your speed is nothing really great. You use your legs when literally nobody's playing you and nothing's open. Then you use your legs, but you don't use your legs like a Kyler Murray, like a Lamar Jackson, like a Patrick Mahomes. So right here, just tuck it and run with it. Stop with the fakes. You're not gonna do any. You're not gonna get anywhere with the fake. And um, also, there was a penalty, so it doesn't do anything either. Alrighty, now here we go. Next play up. Here we go. Second and goal from the six-yard line. Here we go. Tua dropping back to pass. And then, once again, a great floater right here. And, once again, this is who he was trusting all game long because he's always trustworthy. Look at where he throws this ball high, where he can go up and get it. Look at just how floated this was. And it's purely on the money. Mike Kosicki, strong hands. Shout out to Titan University again. Strong hands right there and he's able to bring it down. The accuracy. He knows where to put the ball every single throw, folks. It's fantastic. You can't look me in the eyes and say this man can't throw the ball. He's so perfect with literally, yes, every thrower, every quarterback has bad throws. Aaron Rodgers threw back-to-back -back interceptions in like four games in the last two seasons, folks. So don't come at me like these quarterbacks don't make mistakes nobody is 100% great but this man is getting it done like 80% of the time which is a great hit rate as a quarterback folks at least 80% great at least minimum every game caps off with a touchdown
Alrighty, let's um go to these ones. Let's keep it here. First and ten. They go boom, boom, boom. Nine-yard pass on first and ten. Aggressive. Love it. Let's see what Tua does. Here we go. Play action. Plenty of time to throw. He's going to step up in the pocket, and boom, look at that. Finds the open receiver. Nine-yard gain right there. But then what do they do? They go run the ball, run for no gain, and then it's third and one, and then they try to run with it, and unfortunately... There was holding on the play, so everything besides Tua on this drive is trash. Tua picks up nine yards, then we get a run for no gain and a 10-yard penalty, which sets up third and 11, and Tua's going to scramble up the middle right here. And I think this is another time we get the acceleration problem that Tua tries to juke with. So here we go, third and 11. Tua just going to step in the pocket, nothing open in the middle of the field. So, and once again, just that hesitation. It beat the linebacker, but you got the defensive lineman chasing you down because you're not that fast. You're not that guy. So here he goes. He tries to kind of hesitate again right here, and you're, look at that. Look at that. Bad break. What are we doing? He's looking real slow out of that break, stumbling out of the break as well, and then gets hit from behind because he's slow. He's not fast, folks. And I never said he was fast. I've never said Tua was a great quarterback because of his speed. We've never utter those words um so not great there gets taken down and then we're gonna get the other interception here by Tua this one is bad this one is bad this is not a good play by Tua let's watch it here we go five wide trying to be aggressive right here and uh just floats it and actually no 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 I take this back um I take this back this isn't uh, this isn't good on Tua, but also this is bad on Jalen Waddle of trying to help, of trying to help. Let me take this one from the end zone camera. I think they're going to show this one pretty good in the end zone footage. Here we go. Yeah, we're going to see this one real good right here. All right. So from the vantage point of Tua right here, the pressure is getting there quickly. We get Jalen Waddle dumping down right here, right over the middle of the field. Tua sees him. Tua is seeing Jalen Waddle wide open right here. Going to dink it down because the pressure is literally at him right here. But Jalen Waddle at the last second, look at when this ball is thrown, He's Tua's throwing this ball right now. And Jalen Waddle is actively moving when Tua is throwing this ball. This is not on Tua. This is on Jalen Waddle for just not sitting down. Why move in this situation? He thought there was better space to the right of him. There wasn't. There was great space right there. But he kind of gets uh, hot feet and wants to move. So it's bad on Tua to try to force this ball out as he's kind of going to the ground. But it's also, once again, his receiver is not doing him any justice. Really leaving him out to dry right there while moving. When Tua was like, hey, no, no, no. I'm going to throw it to you. You're open. I'm looking at you. So, just it's bad on Tua. It's not great on Tua. But once again, receiver is not doing him any justice. And then what does he do after that interception? He goes on a touchdown drive. Let's watch some good plays, good passes here by Tua. He throws it for the majority of this drive. And once again, when you let... Tua have the ball in his hands. He makes it work. Folks, did you just watch what we were kind of saying on all the drives that stuttered? Really, Tua not having the ball in his hands or the offense getting called for holding calls and, you know, putting them behind the sticks. It's not Tua. Here we go. This drive starting from their own 10-yard line, down 13 points in the fourth quarter, and he brings them back to take the lead. Here we go. A great ball right there. Two-way tight end always having to trust his tight ends because the receivers give him nothing. Here we go. Next play up, once again, high and up where your receivers can go up and catch the ball. Fantastic. Tua on the next play. Play action. Wanting to go deep again. Boom. Look at that. Boom. Great. Wide open. Mike Isicki wide open there, and Tua puts it on the money. 
They're driving now, folks. Tua is a jump starter right here. They're already across midfield. The best looking drive of the day. Tua once again dropping back the pass. Boom. Once again, great accuracy. Mike Kosicki, great. They could just kind of find the soft spot of the zone, and Tua puts it right on him. Here we go. Next play, second and one. What do they do here? They're going to run it for the first down. We can go to the next play. Pick it up. All righty, now we get another first and 10 at the 30-yard line of Atlanta. Once again, down 13, 10 minutes left. Got to do something quick here. Tua going deep, boom, on the sideline. And I believe, they call this a catch, right? Jalen Waddle caught this ball, I believe. Let's double check to make sure it's a catch. And it is a catch. Look at this, folks. Look at this. Great job by Tua to get the ball there. Once again, great job by Jalen Waddle. We get, you know, glimpses of receivers for this Dolphins team being good. They got to be way more consistent. And Tua, look at that. Right on the money. Right on the sideline. Right before the defender got there. And once again, able to pick up a first down. Able to now to get inside the red zone. Look at that ball. Boom. Oh, my God. How? How? That's a lot of credit to Jalen Waddle as well. All righty. Next play up. A first and 10. Tua at the 20. Now in the red zone. Not going to throw any more picks for the game. He's going to hand it off. All righty. Here we go. Next play up. Second and seven. Tua from the 17-yard line of Atlanta. Dropping back to pass. Kind of hits uh, the back out of the backfield. Pressure kind of getting to him. Let's see. Was there anything open quickly here? We can move off of it. Pressure not really getting there. Just kind of dumps it out. That's who he was looking for. So that's who he was trying to hit. Jalen Waddle out in open space to see what he could do. Unfortunately, couldn't do anything. Sets up a third down. Once again, Tua doing something great on third down. Oh, my gosh. How um, um bizarre. We've never seen this before. Right, folks? Of course we have. We've been talking about it all game. Here we go. Third and six. Dropping back to pass. Look at that. Feeling comfortable. And then he's going to take off and run with it. And once again, the little bit of a juke and kind of spun out of it because this is poor tackling by the defense. But once again, the juke. Stop with this juke. This is not a good juke. Seriously. He's going to take off with it. Once again, faking outside. He's going to come back inside right here. And it doesn't fool anybody. But once again, this is just a bad tackle. Well, do well done by two to stay on his feet. Gamer right there. Game on the line right there on third and six. And he picks up the first down. That's the gamer. That's the gamer to a coming out. Now we get first and goal from the seven yard line. Here we go. Boom. Great dump off there to Miles Gaskin, and he stays in bounds. It's on the money. It's accurate. It's catching it in stride, so it propels the running back forward. Here we go. Look at this. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Exactly where it needs to be. Turned him a little bit more towards the outside where the defender wasn't able to kind of get a good tackle on him. So this is just great ball placement here by Tua. And once again, nothing really open in the middle of, of the field right there. So he makes the right read and puts it exactly where it needs to be, and that's the touchdown, folks. So I I don't know what y'all are saying about Tua. What are y'all saying about Tua? Let's watch this last touchdown pass, and then we'll end it. Here we go. Let's watch Tua throw to Matt Collins in the back of the end zone. Let's watch this one. Here we go. Dude, take the lead with two minutes left in the game, folks. Tua, double play action. Boom, strike, boom. Once again, accurate as heck. Watch this ball placement on the run, throwing on the run, rolling out to the left, and he finds that space to fit this ball in. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Well, you look at that, folks. So please, you can't look me in the eyes and say, this man can't play quarterback, folks. Please save it. If you want to hate on Tua, I guess you can hate on Tua. I don't, I'm not going to stop y'all from hating. Y'all love hating. I, we don't do that over here. Uh, but it's not Tua, folks. Blame it on anybody else. I don't care 
Blame it on everybody of the Dolphins. It's not Tua, folks, at all. And if you say it is Tua, I I just, I don't even know what to think. I, I can't take you as telling the truth right here. It's not Tua, folks. Are you watching him? We just watched him. What was bad? Leading his team down constantly when nobody was helping him out and kind of bailing him out. We get Tom Brady's defense bailing him out when he's throwing three interceptions in the NFC Championship game. Please save it, folks. Honestly, save it. Look me in the eyes and say this man is not good. Stop it, y'all. Stop it. So, Tua's great, folks. I don't know what more we need to see. We watch this man every single week. Our opinion never changes because we're seeing greatness every single week. Y'all can keep it up with the lame takes. I'm not going to stop y'all. I can't stop y'all, so I don't even really care. But go ahead. Talk your garbage nonsense garbage takes. This is the only time I'm calling it a garbage take. When y'all were kind of, uh, you know, betting, um, you know, the Bills over the Titans, I didn't agree with that, but I never said that was a garbage take. Uh, you know, when y'all were kind of still betting the Chiefs over the Titans in that game, we were like, okay, we don't agree, but we're not calling it a garbage take. This is a garbage take saying Tua is not a good quarterback. It's a garbage, lazy, uninformed, nonsensical, non-watching take, and I'm going to live and die on that hill until Tua proves otherwise, and I don't see that in his future so that's there you go 50 minutes of watching Tua. what more do y'all need what more do y'all need all righty we got to move off of Tua because we are close to the nfl week eight here and we still have not looked at the lines we have not predicted the lines. so let's go over this quickly right here we'll predict we'll react to the lines we'll try to get out of here a little bit quickly right here and we'll see what we've got on tap and we've got football on tonight as well folks so we've got to get these lines out as quickly as possible so here we go. Let's start talking about some week eight matchups. We're going to predict every single line, and we do this to see where the disrespectful value is in Vegas. We just found it last week with the Titans plus five and a half, or plus five, fantastic value. We knew it was disrespect. It shouldn't have been that, and they absolutely blew out the Chiefs like we knew. So this is why we do that. We look for the disrespect. Let's, we, let's see if we find disrespect this week in the value set by Vegas. So here we go, the Thursday night game, the game that's kicking off in about an hour and 20 minutes out here, folks. Green Bay at Arizona. Alrighty, Green Bay missing a lot of receivers this game. No Devontae Adams, no Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and there's one other wide receiver that is out in tonight's game. It is uh, Alan Lazard. So... Aaron Rodgers with no weapons out here, this is not going to be a good day for the Packers. The Cardinals missing J.J. Watt on the defensive end. DeAndre Hopkins questionable. I think he goes. Uh, so Packers, they say they're a gritty team, that they're um, uh, a scrappy team. Excuse me, not gritty, scrappy team out here. So they're truly going to have to be scrappy. And what happens when everything doesn't go his way? When Aaron Rodgers' receivers are dropping passes? Does Aaron Rodgers get a little fed up and kind of checked out of the game mentally? Uh, we've seen it before by him. And we could definitely see that happening in this game. Arizona knows this is a big game. It's a Thursday night game. You know, Packers on the road usually doesn't go that great. Especially with all those weapons being out here. Cardinals at home knows it's a big game. They always kind of live up to these big games and steps up to the big games like against the Rams when they were on the road they got it out they got out to that hot start didn't play around and beat the Rams in really great fashion right here so I'm gonna call this one Cardinals minus seven 
Nice touchdown because Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to. So I don't think they get it done right here. Uh, they needed everybody to literally win all of their games right here. They've never blown out a team. Um, you know, one receiver just never really got it done himself besides Devontae Adams a couple of weeks ago. So they're going to have to really make up with all, make it up without all those weapons. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to have the patience to live with the drops of kind of the fourth and fifth string receiving options out here. So I'm going Cardinals minus seven. We'll see what Vegas says. All right, then we get the Bengals at the Jets here, and uh, it should be a no contest. This Jets team is not looking any good. Zach Wilson is out. We can't believe in anybody else here for this Jets team. This Bengals team is great. We know. Hopefully, they don't kind of look past this game. We don't think they will. We think Zach Taylor has his team truly grounded out here. But this is a blowout barn burner, folks. This is Bengals minus 16.5. I mean, do we expect the Jets to do anything this game? Of course not. Bengals minus 16.5. Alrighty, next game up here, uh, Titans at Colts, and I'm real interested to see where Vegas puts this. They've been disrespecting the Titans these last two weeks. Um, you know, against the Bills, getting the points, we took it plus five and a half at uh, plus six at home. Fantastic value there. We knew it was fantastic value. Uh, they went out right, bingo, bingo. We digress. And then last week against the Chiefs, once again plus five, bingo, bingo. They blow them out. No competition right here. So Vegas has been absolutely disrespecting this Titans team these last two weeks. We've been eating up the value and cashing out on it. And we'll see what Vegas does here. Y'all better not disrespect them this week. This is Titans minus six and a half on the road. Yes, you've heard me correctly. Titans minus six and a half at home. That means they'd be minus nine and a half at home. You're absolutely gosh dang right against this Colts team. No way. We're not believers in this Colts team whatsoever. All right, then we get the Rams at the Texans. Once again, a big old barn burner out here. Um, uh, hang on, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me double check this. Is Tyrod Taylor playing this game, folks? If Tyrod Taylor's playing, we can believe in this Houston Texans team offensively. Uh, defensively, they're giving up the big plays. They definitely have to nip that in the bud. But if Tyrod Taylor's out here, that could provide a spark, and I think he's good to go this week. Let me double check, or they're prepping him for next week. Where is this? Houston Texans team. Houston, Houston, H-Town, baby. Where's H-Town at? What's our alphabet? When does H come in the alphabet? Here we go. All right, Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor, he's still on IR. Return to practice on Wednesday. So they don't remove him off of IR from coming back to practice? All righty, maybe they're saving him for next week. Davis Mills, good to go, seems to be. Okay, I still think, I think Tyrod Taylor may still go this week, folks. I think this man could go this week. What do we got news on Tyrod Taylor? What do we got? He just returned to practice. That's all they've got on the man. He returned to practice on Wednesday. I think they get it. I think they start him. Maybe they may start him. All right, so uh, let's go back to this game. Here we go. Rams at Texans. We'll make two spreads right here. And we'll know more about what kind of Vegas sets that because Vegas kind of knows a little bit more early in advance of kind of who's actually going to play when they're questionable or probable or anything like that. So we're going to have two predictions of spreads here. And uh, whichever one is kind of closer to what Vegas is thinking is kind of going to tell us which quarterback is probably going to play. So if Tyrod Taylor is playing, if Tyrod is playing, I'm going to call this one Texans minus eight. No, 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 I, not minus eight. What am I nuts? Uh, Texans plus eight. <laughs> Rams minus eight. Um, so with Tyrod, it's Texans plus eight. Without Tyrod, I'm calling it 
Texans plus 16. I mean, that's what it is, folks. So we'll see what Vegas set the value at, and that could give us a little bit better of an understanding of what this Texans team is planning to doing at quarterback. All right, then next up we get Steelers at Browns. All right, maybe a little bit of a revenge game here for the Steelers. Baker Mayfield a little questionable. We'll see if he's good to go here with a week off. Uh, Steelers, you know, Browns last season in the playoffs, a big old mortgage borg of scoring in the first quarter. Steelers couldn't even do anything for the rest of the game. Um, so this could be a little bit of a revenge game for the Steelers team. Probably stay away from this one unless we're getting great value. Baker Mayfield being questionable. Once again, we'll see what the value, what Vegas kind of sets the value at and we'll get a better understanding if we can kind of um, predict uh, Baker Mayfield playing this week since he is questionable. So uh, we got a lot of injuries here with this Browns team, folks. A lot of people not playing. Uh, Kareem Hunt is on IR, so they're going to have to rely on Nick Chubb. I believe Nick Chubb is good to go. Um, let's get all the outs here. So Nick Chubb is questionable. May Mayfield is questionable. Donovan Peoples-Jones is questionable. Landry is questionable. OBJ is questionable. A lot of questionables out here. We got Jeremiah Owusu-Kormo just placed on IR. Kareem Hunt placed on IR. Um, so they're going to be missing some good pieces right here and questionable on the others. So I'm going to call this one Browns minus one. They're at home. The Steelers team, if it's more than, if it, like if it's Browns plus like seven right here, I would expect Baker Mayfield not to play. So we'll count it at Browns minus one for now. All right, then we get Eagles at Lions, and this is a chance for the Eagles to really kind of prove, hey, we're a team to be reckoned with right here. We're, uh, this offense, this they need to take this game and get jump-started. We need to see the offense kind of get good production consistently so they can take the next step in their season right here. Lions just, I mean, if they were going to win a game this season, it would have been last week against the Rams. Jared Goff not getting it done in the red zone consistently or kind of at all right there, blowing the game at the end of the game when he had a chance to go out and kind of win it. Uh, so we can't really buy into the Lions if they didn't win last week I don't really see them winning a game I mean they they'll probably win a game because you're not going to go 0 17 I mean that only happens once and it was the Lions riddle us that um so we're going to call this one Eagles minus four on the road hopefully their offense can get jump started and we can be celebrating and betting and rooting and getting behind this Eagles team a little bit more than what we have been doing all right, then we get the 49ers at the Bears. Two really not great teams right here. Jimmy Garoppolo back in the uh, back in the dog pound in Kyle Shanahan's eyes. So that's kind of going to disrupt the locker room a little bit. Bears getting obliterated. Justin Fields turning over the ball five times. I would stay away from this game. I don't even know. These are two bad teams, folks. 49ers are bad. We tried to give them the benefit of the doubt last week. Um, it was raining. Probably that's the only reason why, reason why they lost against the Colts. So I guess we're not 100% selling this for 49ers team, but Kyle Shanahan is already 100% selling Jimmy Garoppolo, so there's just going to be no real great work by Jimmy Garoppolo this week because, you know, he knows his coach doesn't want him, and he's looking for the first opportunity to start Trey Lance for the rest of his career, so I don't even really know how to gauge this game. I'll call this one Bears minus three because of home field. That's it. That's all I got. Bears minus three. We'll see what Vegas says. All right, then we get the Panthers at the Falcons. No Christian McCaffrey, so the Panthers get blown out. We know this. Um, also, no J.C. Horn. He's out corner for the Panthers. And also, Stephon Gilmore is not ready to go as well. So, this Panthers team is still going to be the lackluster overall offensive team that it is. We found out the problem. It's not just on Sam Darnold. It's on Sam Darnold and the pass catchers and the play caller and Matt Rule for letting this garbage persist for four straight weeks. 
and we're betting on the Falcons this week. I think we're going to be betting on the Falcons this week. Hopefully, kind of Vegas doesn't stick it to us and kind of make us swallow a lot of points here because I think we can get great value here. We're going to call this one Falcons. Uh, we're going to call this one Falcons like minus seven and a half. Um, but I, I'm expecting Vegas to kind of bring it down to maybe Falcons minus four, four and a half, maybe five. And at that point, it's great value and we can take it. Uh, but yeah, this Falcons team is clear cut better than the Panthers. And I think they've just started to hit their stride. And we're going to see this Falcons team. This is kind of what we're saying. They're at three and three big wins these last two weeks. And we think Arthur Smith has finally got to figure it out here with Atlanta. And they're starting to move the ball kind of good and put up the points. So we're kind of back in the Falcons this week. We think they turned it around. We'll call it Falcons minus seven and a half. All right, then we get Dolphins at Bills, and Bills coming off of a bye. Uh, Bills at home. So uh, I'm expecting the Bills to win right here. Everybody's trash on this team besides Tua. He'll be, he'll do his damnedest to try to make it look close, but I'm going Bills minus 10 here, folks. This Dolphins team, uh, hopefully they have a big surprise, but with the Bills on, off, coming off the bye, I don't even know if I can give the Dolphins a chance to win this game, so... Maybe we get good value with the Dolphins, like plus 20. Maybe that happens. I'll call it Bills minus 10. Then we get the Patriots at the Chargers. Okay, the Chargers coming off of a bye. They didn't play last week, correct? Their last game was the loss against the Ravens. Am I tripping? Let me double check my, uh, my knowledge right here. Let me go back. Let me go back right here. Here we go. Um, last week, the Chargers were on a bye, so their last taste was kind of getting blown out defensively by the Ravens. Now they've got the Patriots. Ooh, do they sink or swim against Billy B's defense? This is going to be a good game. This is going to be a good game. 405 game. Oof. Uh, they're in LA, which is the best thing for this Chargers team. I'm going to call this one Chargers minus four. Bill Belichick, I'm sure he can keep it in check. Mac Jones plays great game managing football right here. And the Chargers coming off the bye, pretty solid work. A lot of bad taste in their mouth coming out of this bye. We'll see how they perform. We'll call this one Chargers minus four. Then we get the Jaguars at the Seahawks right here. Seahawks still rocking with Geno Smith. And the Jaguars finally got their first win in London. They're coming off the bye. And this is where we can maybe probably expect Trevor Lawrence to kind of take that next step. To kind of really be more consistent. And we've seen him just get better and better every single week. Best rookie quarterback right now in the league. And he's truly getting it done here. So Jags off the bye. Seahawks can't move the ball with Geno Smith. How unfortunate. Geno Smith not even targeting his weapons. Once again, unfortunate right there. What are we doing? I'm going to be a little wild right here, and I'm going to call this one Jaguars minus 2.5. I think they may be able to get it done here, folks. And if we get any points here for the Jaguars, I think that's great value. All right, last four games up. Let's hit them. Here we go. Washington at the Broncos. Ooh, two major teams that need a major win here to kind of get their course back on track for the rest of the season. Taylor Heineke let us down big time last week of not being aggressive. So maybe look for him to overcom overcompensate this week and be really highly aggressive, and that can get him into trouble as well, especially going to play up in mile high when the Broncos need a win as well. Teddy Bridgewater should still be the quarterback, right? here um is he, is he questionable or is he actually good to go let's uh, quickly bring that up denver broncos uh, 
Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, all good to go. Not even questionable, nothing like that. So Teddy Bridgewater still good to go. Alrighty. Um, so we're going to just call this one Broncos. I'm going to call this one Broncos minus four. A little bit of better than this uh, Washington team overall. And they're at home. Taylor Heineke, uh, you let us down last week. I have no faith in you this week. Then we get the Bucks at the Saints. I mean, this Bucks defense is going to eat this. Uh, this Bucks defense is going to eat the Saints offense alive. They, alive. They can't move the ball. They don't stretch the field vertically. So the Bucks good defense is just going to be pressed up all game, and Tom Brady's just going to be able to take advantage. I'm going to call this one Bucks minus nine and a half. Yes, you've heard me correctly on the road against the Saints team. This offense is struggling, folks. They don't know how to move the ball. Then we get the Cowboys at the Vikings. Hopefully Dak can go. I mean, it seems like Dak is not going to play here this week to kind of rest this ankle. He's questionable with a calf injury. He practiced in limited capacity yesterday. So maybe he's good to go. But he also, there was a quote here that I read that uh, Dak Prescott's like, I don't want this to kind of be a like a narrative, a talking point after this week. So maybe they bench him and just kind of depend on everybody else. You can let kind of Zeke take over the game and trust your receivers kind of make uh, um, their backup quarterback. Um, I don't think it's Ben DiNucci anymore. I think they signed him to the practice squad. Uh, let me look up their backup quarterback quick. And once again, we can take this uh, value that Vegas gives us and kind of see what the odds are that uh, our man plays here. So let's see what Dak Pre uh, what the backup quarterback here for Dak Prescott is. I don't think it's Ben DiNucci. I hope it's not. Uh, ben DiNucci is still on the team. Uh, Cooper Rush, start him. Will Greer, start him. Don't start Ben DiNucci. If it's Ben DiNucci, ooh, I'm taking the Vikings like minus seven right there. So we'll see what it is. If uh, We're going to call this one. We're going to expect Dak plays, and uh, we'll know what the value is based on that. Um, so we'll go Dak. Oh, I should say Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys minus five right here on the road. But if it's anything wonky, Dak's not playing, and we'll change our tune a little bit. And then the Monday night game, Giants at the Chiefs. Chiefs obviously need to get back on track. Giants, yeah, they won last week. It didn't look good. They beat the the Panthers, and it took until the fourth quarter to really kind of get started right here. So Chiefs at home, Monday night football, everything to prove, everything out on the line. I think they go out and get it done. We'll call this one Chiefs minus seven. I don't feel comfortable taking them more than two scores just of how much they've turned it over. So if it's any more, anything more than two possession there for the Chiefs, we will definitely stay away from it uh, when we make our official picks tomorrow on the show. Back live tomorrow, noon Eastern. How great is that? All right, so now that we've got all the lines predicted, let's go and update the lines right here at DraftKings and see what they're saying and uh, see where the value in the disrespect is this week. Here we go. Let's talk about this Thursday night game tipping off in about an hour and 14 minutes. We predicted this Packers-Cardinals game at Cardinals minus 7, and it's Cardinals minus 6. So, yeah, Vegas isn't on the side with this Packers team either. Aaron Rodgers with no weapons. We'll see how scrappy they get right here and how much tolerance Aaron Rodgers has with not his favorite weapons. Remember, Devontae Adams is obviously his number one target. He had a 200-yard receiving game. And then the next highest uh, receiver in that game, I think, was like 38 yards or something like that. So big disparity there. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers likes to kind of go to the people that he's proven with. Um, we get it right under, under the seven-point hook, which is real solid as well. Cardinals at home. We're going to take the six here tonight. What they did against the Rams, 
Mahomes was fantastic and the Rams had Matthew Stafford at home with all of his full complement of receivers and the Cardinals were able to shut it down. Now this Packers team is on the road with no weapons. This Cardinals team can shut it down. We'll swallow the we'll swallow the six, six, and we think Aaron Rodgers gets a little fed up in this game. Maybe a little emotional outburst on the sideline that has the news talking, the media talking for the next kind of uh, two, three days before Sunday's action kicks off. So we'll see what we get, but we will officially take the Cardinals minus six tonight. All right, now let's go to the Sunday slate of games. First game up here, Rams at Texans. All righty, now we get the good look here. So remember, we took, if Tyrod's playing, we expect it to be Texans plus eight. If Tyrod is not playing it, we expect it to be Texans plus 16. So those were our two predictions. Let's see which one's more probable. Here we go. This official spread is Texans plus 14 and a half. So we do expect Davis Mills to be playing. Now, if it is Tyrod Taylor playing, we get this 14 all day long. I'll take this 14 points this will be a pick uh maybe if it gets announced hopefully it gets announced tomorrow we'll make it an official pick on the show uh, but we expect davis mills to be playing so we will not officially pick it just quite yet so we expect davis mills to play based on the spread we can we can learn things about the spread folks we can learn things about the spread Alrighty, next game up here is the Steelers at the Browns. Steelers at the Browns. We predicted this line at uh, Browns minus five. And we're going to get a good indication again if Baker Mayfield is good to go. So uh, the official line is Browns minus three and a half. So yes, Baker Mayfield will be playing this week. Do I dare say 100%? I'm going to go 100% for folks. I'm believing myself no wiggle room. We're basing it off the spread. We just told y'all. Y'all can learn something from the spread. Baker is definitely playing this week. Browns minus 3.5, and, a half and I, it's even better value than we thought we could get. So that's fantastic, except maybe the Steelers play a little bit of spoiler because, you know, Mike Tomlin is a proud head coach. Big Ben, for the most part, is a proud quarterback. Um, so they're going to kind of look at that kind of big disrespect that the Browns gave them. Good disrespect on the Browns' side. Uh, Steelers are going to definitely take it as disrespect of just how much they blown them out last season in the playoffs. So, uh, Browns minus three and a half may be a sucker bet. We'll see what uh, Baker Mayfield's looking like. We may stay away from that game when we make our official picks tomorrow on the show. All right, we're back. Uh, next game, Eagles at the Lions. We predicted this line at Eagles minus four, and it's Eagles minus three and a half. So our thinking is right on par. We can't bet. We can't rely on this Jared Goff-led Lions team, and we're hope this Eagles team and Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts takes this opportunity to light up the uh, light it up offensively and try to get some good building block material heading towards the la- latter end of the season, trying to make a run for the division potentially or a wild card spot. So, uh, Eagles minus three. Maybe some good value this week, folks. Like, again, we make our picks tomorrow on the show. All right, then we get the 49ers at the Bears. 49ers at the Bears. We predicted this game at... At Bears minus three, and we get Bears plus four. Okay, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess that's right. Um, I really had no idea where to go with this game. Um, I guess Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be playing this week. I would truly stay away from this one. We get Justin Fields coming off the worst performance. I'm sure we've all seen the picture of him slouching down in his chair. Slouching down in his chair. Like, oh, oh. Oh, I just turned it over five times. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, I would stay away from this game. These, ooh, this is, I don't think this is great value either way. Um, I didn't know how to call this one, and, you know, that we never had that happen. We don't even know a prediction. 
we're definitely going to be staying away from this one. This could go either way. We don't even know. I'm, I'm just going to imagine this game isn't even getting played this week. I'll watch it. I'll see what happens. But I'm when I'm betting this week, I'm going to pretend this game does not exist. I'm not going to let this one ruin me. Um, we are not going to let this one ruin us. We don't know how that one works out. Stay away from it. Stay away from 49ers Bears. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen this week, folks. <laughs> Alrighty, next game up here is Panthers in Atlanta. Hopefully, fingers crossed for some great value. Is Vegas still believing in the Panthers? They shouldn't. Uh, we predicted this game at Falcons minus 7.5, and, and it's Falcons minus 3. There is the great disrespectful value. We're still rocking with the Panthers with only a measly 3 points when they're only putting up 3 points a game. I think the Falcons can put up more than 6 points this game. Falcons minus 3, great value. Lock it in. Disrespect and potentially, most likely, probably one of our locks tomorrow. All right, then we get Dolphins at Bills. We predicted this game at uh, Bills minus 10, and it's Bills minus 14. Okay, I get it. Um, I think the Dolphins can have the opportunity to keep it close, but, I mean, there's a lot to swallow right here at 14 for the Bills coming off the bye. Dolphins plus 14, it does look appetizing. Um, it's just the entire Dolphins team is trash besides Tua, so I don't know what to do about this one. All right, then we get the Bengals at the Jets. We predicted this line at Bengals minus 6.5, and, and it's Bengals minus 10.5. Or, or no, we said Bengals minus 6.5, excuse me. It's only my, Bengals minus 10.5, so that's some good value, right? Um, no Zach Wilson, and they're still believing in the Jets? You're believing in Mike White? All right, maybe you should bring in James Morgan, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, this Bengals team, they've shown us every single week to get it done. There's high buyability, bettability value in this Bengals team. So if you're just looking for a game to bet, bet the Bengals, swallow the points, and live with the result. They'll get it done. All right, Titans at the Colts, another chance at big, great value, disrespectful value. We already saw it once with the Falcons. Let's see if we get it again here. Titans at the Colts, we predicted this game at Titans minus 6.5, and, and it's only... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Titans plus 2. The disrespect is still here because Carson Wentz and the Colts won in a torrential downpour because Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't hold on to the ball and the 49ers turned over the ball like four times that game and that's the only reason why the Colts won and this Titans team is coming off of wins against the Chiefs and the Bills and you're still giving them two points. Absolute disrespect here by Vegas three weeks in a row. This is where we have to draw the line. This is nonsense. Take this value. We're going to bet the house. Uh, okay, show's over. I got to go pawn our house, folks. I am betting the house on Titans plus two. When will y'all learn? I thought it was Titans minus two at first glance, folks. But it's Titans plus two. Disrespectful value as heck. As heck. Carson Wentz is not moving the ball. Good. What are we doing? Where is the viability in this Colts team? Somebody show me because I am not seeing it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Great value! Titans plus two! Another week of Titans getting points? No brainer! They always win these games! Titans can't beat the little low measly Colts at homes? What are you nuts? Derrick Henry only had 89 yards last game. Expect him to go beast mode crazy volcano eruption 350 yards! Bet that! Bet Titans plus two and Derrick Henry gets over 350 rushing yards and you'll be a millionaire! Easy peasy lemon and squeezy bet your house on it oh my god
Oh my god, I can't even do the rest of it. I'm sick to my stomach here folks. This is the utmost disrespect I've ever seen We let some disrespect fly these last two weeks. We got to cut the cord Vegas I'm coming down there. I'm coming down there. We're gonna meet face to face And I'm gonna take all your money. I'm gonna bankrupt Vegas I'm gonna get it done folks Vegas your day is numbered Takes by fans coming into town and we're robbing you Robbing you blind. Titans plus two, folks. Let's bankrupt Vegas and make sure they will never disrespect anybody else ever again. Titans plus two. Great value. Take it. Jeez. Man. Whew. Great value. Best value of the week so far. Alrighty, next game up here. Patriots at the Chargers. We predicted this game at... Chargers minus four, and it's going to be Chargers. Ooh, oh, our first bingo, bingo of the week. Love it. Boom, right on the money. Boom, boom, boom. Damn, damn. Now Vegas wants to listen. Vegas might be uh, switching their tone. Expect this Titans plus two to drop by tomorrow. They're like Titans minus five. Expect that. So, yeah, Chargers, Patriots, Going to be a tight game to watch for, truly, because of Patriots defense and the Chargers getting blown out by the Ravens and off the bye here. So we'll see if Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert can bounce back. I'd probably stay away from this game because it could really go either way. We'll stay away from it. No real great value either way, we believe. Alrighty, next game up here is Jaguars at Seahawks. We predicted this line at... Jaguars minus two and a half, and it's Jaguars plus three and a half. Okay, I'm big on this Jaguar. Oh, I'm big on Trevor Lawrence. I still don't like Urban Meyer. Um, even after the win here, he wasn't even like that was a time to let loose for Urban Meyer in the locker room with his guys, not you know at the bar with some strange women. Um, but um, yeah, I'm believing in this Jaguars offense. I think they can get it done. And what we've seen from Geno Smith, folks, Russell Wilson struggled in this offense. Geno Smith is struggling in this offense. Geno Smith is not going to be able to figure out how to improve this offense by himself. It's not going to get it done. I think it's pretty good value here with the Jags plus three and a half. And I think we'll be taking that tomorrow. Alrighty, next game up here. Last four. Let's close them out quickly. Here we go. Washington at Denver. We predicted this line at Broncos minus four. We call that Broncos minus four. That looks like four. Sometimes I can't read my handwriting. I apologize. Uh, but I think we said Broncos minus four, and it's going to be Broncos minus three and a half. So really right on the money right there. I, this needs to be the time. Teddy, This is a must-win game for the Broncos. This is to save your season. Taylor Heineke is not a gamer. Punish them. Make them try to you know uh, do too much on you. And in the mile-high air, this could be some solid value here with the Broncos only swallowing three and a half points. I think that's real good value, folks. All right, um, next game up here, Bucks at Saints. We predicted this game at Bucks minus nine and a half. And wow, it's only Bucks minus four and a half. All righty, Vegas giving this Saints defense credit, I guess. Okay, um, I don't believe in Jameis Winston. This Saints offense is not good, folks. I don't like what we're seeing out here. And I really think this Bucks defense will just dominate, and which in turn results into Tom Brady short field, and he always takes advantage. So only swallowing four and a half with this Bucks team. I like it. Once I think we're getting some good value here this week, folks. There's a lot of good value here to bet this week. A lot of great opportunities to make some money this week. This may be the best betting week of the of the year so far. I'm loving it. These are some great values for this week, folks. Oh god. Oh god. All right, here we go. Next game up here. Cowboys at Vikings that we can learn a little bit about the spread as well if Dak Prescott's playing or if he's not playing I think we can figure it out by Vegas's value. Let's see what we get. We predicted this value at 
Cowboys minus five, and it's going to be Cowboys plus two and a half. I don't think Dak Prescott goes, folks. I don't think he goes. I think he's going to sit out this week. Be cautious. Be wary. And we won't get this report for, you know, kind of up until last minute because this is Sunday night football. So lock in the value while you can. Cowboys plus two and a half. I think it tells us Dak will not be playing this week. How unfortunate. Hopefully they can survive one week without Dak. And uh, hopefully this Cowboys team can still be at the top of our power rankings. All right, and then the Monday night game, the last game of the week here, Giants at Chiefs. We predicted this one at Chiefs minus 7, and it's Chiefs minus 9. I stay away from it. I do not care. I will not bet this Chiefs team over one possession, or really kind of at all, until they've proven consistently to get their stuff together. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not going to trust it over two possessions right here. Chiefs minus 9, okay. Um, yeah, they probably win the game. I'm sure they win. Ho they should blow them out. They should, but we know how you know should is going for this Chiefs team this year. So we'll stay away from that one. I don't think that's great value. And I'm not trusting nine points with the Giants. What are you nuts? Their offense is, yikes, not good. All righty, folks. So we've got the lines good to go. We can keep moving forward through our weekly traditions here at Takes by Fans during the NFL season. All right, we are back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, breaking down the Thursday night game, doing our NBA 10. We haven't done it in two days. We're getting right back to it now that we've got time in the show again. And we will also make our official picks this week um, in the NFL. We just told you all the great value. Take it while you can get it and bet it and make some money this week. Alrighty, folks, we're back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, finally back at our normal time. We cannot wait. Hopefully, you cannot either, and we will see you there. Have a great one, folks. Enjoy Thursday Night Football kicking off in an hour, folks. We got a lot of work to do before that game. Alrighty.